How are you doing on this day? Fan-fucking-tastic, except it's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's 8 in the morning, And man. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm impressed, though. I woke up easy, though. When there's coffee and... There, yeah, coffee helps. And it's a beautiful rainy day so far. And we're ready to rock and frickin' roll. Ready! <laughs> uh, what are you talking about today? Dude, I'm talking, and you know, because I realize we talk about them... A lot, and we've them. never explained them. Hmm. Talking about mojo bags. Oh fuck yes! Yeah. Oh fuck yes! I'm so excited for that. I I got a shitload of notes. Um, Damn I'm it! Very excited about it. I was on a wonderful website this morning, getting all of it. I'm going to talk all about it. I really have no experience, and only just now trying to begin to understand mm-hmm. it. So it's like in conveying it, I always feel like this intimidation of like I also need to be respectful right yeah all of the information that this came from is a practitioner so i'm excited about it it's very fascinating i'm gonna talk about soda light okay i'm gonna get into it you know splash your feet in you're gonna wiggle around in it yes gonna jump in teeth first oh yes (laughs) before we go any further Mm -hmm. we have a patreon shout out segment today's episode is dedicated to our good friend aston d thank you aston d aston d thank Thank you you. are you ready for some mojo bags i am more ready all right than i could tell you let's talk about it because we know i i realize in a lot of the um a lot of the past topics that we've done will be like it's a great addition to mojo bags Mm. and it's like no explanation to (laughs) what they are whatsoever it's a go-to amulet or talisman to use uh, or in hoodoo practice. It's typically like a little flannel or leather bag, and in it are several magical items. Hmm. The word mojo, where uh, I was reading all of this, there were kind of three potential origins as to where the word mojo comes from. Hmm. Uh, one of them says that it's just like just a manipulation over time of the word magic. And it just kind of got turned okay, into mojo. Sure. Some believe it derives from mojuba, a, a West African word meaning a prayer or praise or homage, oh, just cool. kind of like a little okay. prayer in a bag. And lastly, it could be from the Bantu word muyu, which is uh, it kind of a container uh, that contained bones and ashes of an ancestor. And it was hmm. encased in front of the, and we just looked at the pronunciation to this, <laughs> so I hope it's it's right. Uh, the Nikisi Nodoki statue, or we saw someone who also called it the Nikisi Nakandi statue. The Mojo bag has many names, uh, such as the hand, mm. lucky hand, conjure hand, mojo hand, conjure bag, trick bag, root bag, Toby, Jomo, Grigri. They're not all necessarily the same, you know? They, there are different Mojo bags for mm. different purposes. And along with that, like, a lot of the names kind of mean different things. Like, a trick bag contains a spell. A, um, is that like the origin for like a bag of tricks? My bag of tricks? I don't know. I like to think so. Uh, and the Grigri bag is a charm. So creating a mojo bag is kind of a big deal. Hmm. So many are in red or blue flannel uh, little bags. However, some root doctors and practitioners like to uh, they like to do the symbolism of colors. You know, a green bag for money, a red bag for love, mm. a blue bag for peace. Leather can also be used. Mm. So ingredients vary depending on the purpose of the mojo bag. So whether it's for love drawing, money drawing, a house mojo bag, 
A house mojo bag? Yeah. Oh boy. I really liked that a lot. And so it's where it's made to be placed in a secret location in the home, not carried on your person. Okay. Generally though, basic ingredients that you'll find, uh, roots, herbs, stones and or minerals, uh, petition papers, Mm. name papers, animal parts, such as uh, hair, bones, fingernails, dyed feathers, uh, usually with coloring reflecting the symbolism of what they're for, rattlesnake rattles, dried frogs, swallow hearts, and bat wings, coins, lucky metal charms, good luck charms, carved amulets uh, can also be added. So a whole slew of things. Typically a mojo bag, it'll, it'll contain at least three ingredients. Some root doctors ensure that ingredients need to be an odd number. Uh, however, just as many don't do that. So it really, it, like, it kind of goes down to preference. I mean that in the ways that there are several practitioners that will do it a totally different way. Hmm. And they'll have kind of a signature way. Occasionally, practitioners will have a signature ingredient, kind of something that they have, it ties to them. You know when you see it, you're like, oh, I bet someone made that. Mm. Because it's like an ingredient that they use That they feel works, and it's kind of something that they've incorporated into their practice, you know. There's not really a standard uh, of what has to go into the bag. Of course, there's, like, common things that you see for, like, love or for money. You'll see, of course, common ingredients used. Mojo bags, they're not simply a talisman. And this is where they get very fascinating. Cool. They're alive. What? Mojo bags, the reason that they are not just steadily thrown together, Mm. it's a ritual. To put a mojo bag together. You awake it. It's a spirit. Some believe that it is a spirit on its own. And some believe that it is a part of your spirit within it. However, it's alive. So it needs to be treated as such. It's not just... And its creation is important. You know? Like, it takes intention. It takes effort because you are awakening this work with spirit. It needs to be fed. Following the preparation or fixing of the bag, Mm. the mojo is fed with a liquid, uh, whether it be whiskey, Florida water, um, bodily fluids, depending on the purpose. Sure. Yeah. All kinds of different fluids for different purposes. Are we talking about all kinds of fluids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Depending on what you need it for. Okay. I get it. I get it. (laughs) I see. And that's the thing. It's like so much of what I read about, you know, like recipes or just practices within hoodoo you know it's like i understand i wasn't raised within it Mm. you know but it's practical to me it's It's, just like okay yeah i get that and it's also very human yeah and it's and that's what i mean by earth-based you Mm. know and so much of it is use the organic material around you you know Mm. nothing is out of bounds nothing's gross nothing it's very mature yeah in a way you know it's just like no use this for this because of this yeah who cares it has a purpose say who gives a shit and i love that Mm -hmm. it's not a lot of liquid you're not soaking it Mm. you know you just dab it and it's fed you know traditionally uh the mojo bag is tied or sewn also known as snugging up So snugging up the mojo. Isn't it cute? I like that. And I like to think it's to keep the spirit in there. (laughs) Keep them like cozy. Yeah. Oh, with his, you know, his little, whatever's in there. Yeah. Living with his high Nice little flannel bag. (laughs) So there are so many ways to, to do this and, and methods employed, uh, vary according to family, region, training, Hmm. you know, like really so much of this depends on how you were taught, Mm -hmm. where you grew up, you know, where like there's just so much to it. When they're tied, oftentimes a Miller's knot 
is what's used. Okay. Don't know what it is? No. We should ask your fiancé. I'm sure. He he, might, I bet he knows what a Miller's knot is, and he can tie it. He's a sailor. He knows all of the knots. Like, and, and I forget it. Like, anytime we have to do anything, he's like, oh, you know, he like he's over there, and he just ties this fancy fucking knot. Like, if we're tying things in the bed of the truck, it's just... And he'll, like, wrap things over and tuck under, and he's like, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, what are you doing? How do you know how to do this? It's, it's a Miller's knot. Yeah. He's like, it's a something-something knot. All right. Okay. I will never be able to untie that. What's the one you put in your shoes? Because that's the one I know. That's the one I know. I can, like, double knot. That's sturdy. (laughs) That's sturdy. (laughs) (laughs) So, mojo, mojos are made to be out of sight. You know, this is not something that you wave around and are like, I have a mojo bag. You don't do that. (laughs) It's, It's yours and it's personal. Even when carried on your person. Often they're they're pinned or tucked into bras. Oh, oh um, I like that. I just can't do that. Like, I, <laughs> you just see a lump there. <laughs> and everyone would be like, she has a mojo. She bag. has a mojo. And then everyone would know and it'd be ruined. <laughs> you can also carry it in your pocket or pin it to like clothes below the waist mm. inside your jeans or mm. something like that. Purification and like protection mojos for the home normally need to be hidden uh, by the doors and again hidden to where no one will find them mm. because hiding keeps it alive it's believed that if it's touched by anyone else's hands the luck within it or like the spirit within it might vanish uh, also known as killing the hand oh yeah shit yeah that gives me so, so much anxiety it's very humbling it's yeah. like no this you have to take care of this yeah. like you it's it's a lie it's a living thing that puts your intention into the mix. Because not only was it made by, you know, someone who practices this and understands it, you then are putting the belief into it mm-hmm. and the intention every day of, I know you're taking care of me. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. And it just, it seems to make it so much more powerful. Hmm. Creating it, you know, like I said earlier, it is a ritual. Uh, you're filling the bag. You take large amounts of time selecting the materials. Mm-hmm. Intently focus on those materials. You know, think about them, understand exactly what all of those materials contribute, you know, feel all of their energies. There's so much to this, all of the components that go into the bag, combine them, think about what this bag is for. So much of this is intention. Then once it's all in there to awaken it, there's different methods of of doing that. Some people use incense smoke Mm. or breath. You can breathe life into it, which I really liked. I thought that was really neat. So following the awakening, then it is sewn shut. Mm. It's kind of a, and there it is. That's, that's it. And then, and I hope I'm getting this order right from what I could tell, once it's sewn shut is then when you feed it. Some people, it was kind of tricky. That's when it, some people would anoint the bag mm. afterwards, and then some people would pour some of it in, onto the ingredients. Okay. I'm not really sure what's like the standard, if there even is a standard. Again, not a practitioner. Right. All of this came, all of this information came from um, luckymojo.com. And this is a great site. Yeah. Um, she, I was reading a little bit about her. She is a long time, like, hoodoo worker. Her site has everything from books that she's written to, to candles to made mojo bags for different mm. purposes. Like, I mean, very cool. It seems like everything that she has for sale, she also puts a fair bit of work into, like, describing Oh, my it God. And so much. And yeah. she's so, like... She knows what she's she doing. She knows. And yeah. that's why I really, I wanted to get information. Like, so like before I started, I said, I got it from someone who mm-hmm. is 
a practice like they are a practitioner of hoodoo they are a hoodoo worker Mm -hmm. i feel very comfortable with it and it was just so interesting there's just so much to it and she would like go on side notes about different things that like people would do like the signatures for instance Mm -hmm. she was like one guy she said and it was never really explained he would put a penny in all of his bags Hmm. or you know like just different things like that you can do But to end, I did include a a recipe, for lack of a better word, for a money mojo bag. It says, so here's what you need. A green felt bag, small green bag, a silver mercury dime, a pinch of sugar, a lodestone. A lot of her her different recipes contained them, contained Hmm. lodestones. A John the Conqueror root wrapped in a $2 bill. Oh. Yeah, isn't that neat? Oh. Um, you got to go to your bank for that. Uh, yeah, I thought that was very cool. A metal money bag charm, and it's dressed with Van Van Oil. Ah. Uh. On the website that I was on, there were different ones for love, protection, money, and they're all so interesting. And she even explained, which I thought was neat, she kind of like started out by explaining mojo, mm. you know, and she was like, because, and I mean, she's kind of right. She was like, <laughs> American pop culture has kind of like fucked up what mojo means mm. like austin Powers. i was gonna say i feel he like he made it very phallic <laughs> yeah you know and it's like that's not really it's not about that like mm. it and you know she even explained that but she did it in a very like non-gatekeeper way mm. and was just like this is kind of what's happened it's gotten misconstrued you know you even have old like songs and whatnot that that, that just didn't have it right you mm. know it was always it just immediately kind of got turned phallic sexual but it's it's not it it just it seems to me and this is just like scratching the surface new ass beginner (laughs) but like mojo to me the word encompasses the energy that it's putting out whether it's for money mojo or luck mojo it's just that energy of intent mm-hmm. and almost like an energetic glow and it yeah. just kind of has is, and you draw you can draw from that as long as you take care of it because it's a lot yeah i i picture it breathing almost, yeah or, you know like it needs pulsing. to be treated as a thing that's living but that's all i have i hope i did it justice if there's anyone out there who has you know been raised in hoodoo practice or anything like that we would love to talk to you like wbah podcast at yeah. gmail.com let us know Bye. also let us know if you would be interested in working together for future episodes to like do an interview oh absolutely absolutely i love it absolutely are you are you <laughs> are you gonna talk to me about sodalite ah yes let me tell you about the majesty that is sodalite majesty very ethereal, very um, angelic, otherworldly little, little bastard. So Sodalite is named so for its content of sodium. Okay. And it's just one of those real minerally it is. kind of stones. Yeah, it is. It was formally identified and named in Greenland in 1811. Okay. But as we all know, that doesn't mean that's where it began. It was used in spiritual and magical purposes before that. And then after its formal identification, it became mostly a, or it became known, I guess, more as a stone for jewelry. It is beautiful. Um, around 1891. There wasn't a whole lot of it. Yeah. Making it something that people would use to trade. But then in 1891, massive quantities of it were uncovered in Canada. So that brought it out a little bit to people, made it a little bit less uh, expensive 
But before all that, it was used in trade between ancient civilizations, and it was always seen as an artist's stone. And it was traded to people who were interested in it because of its art inspiration property that it held. It was popular for sculptors, painters, artists, maybe even actors, mm-hmm. I read, to, to carry the stone on them for inspiration. In Renaissance times, the people of the Renaissance... Uh-huh. They revered this color, uh, the beautiful blue, deep color yes, that it, it has. Is beautiful. They revered that color as sacred. It has long held an association with the heavens, the color of mm, the sky, mm. especially on one of those days when the sky is like real yeah, dark blue. Intensely blue. And you're like, oh, this is heavenly. In fact, Mother Mary and Archangel Michael were often depicted in robes of the color of sodalite okay this was so associated with mother mary and archangel michael the stone has uh, also been called a gift from the heavens okay that's pleasant so while it comes it does come in other colors really interesting other colors too the most common is that super deep blue mm-hmm. after this large amount of it was found in canada and it's kind of less expensive and it's more accessible to everybody it kind of people started knowing it as the poor man's lapis lazuli well shit (laughs) which cheapens it just a little bit and a neat trick with sodalite is it will actually most sodalite anyway will uh glow orange under uv light it has this neat trick it can change colors because of the sun as most stones will do or because of the um environment that it's in Mm. however it can do this an unlimited amount of time from blue to white from blue to white as many times as it could possibly do it just changing its environment is it like luminescent like it depends on the environment around it as to what color that it is like it's mostly in that instance for the white one it's mostly the sun like Mm. it's almost like it's sun bleached Mm -hmm. but then if it's like i guess returned to a dark earth it will just like become blue again so the stone itself deeply connects to instinct and works very heavily with the pituitary and adrenal glands. Oh, so we're working with some third eye hey, hey, hey. action. Hey, hey. I read that. Well, this an adrenal, is... that's just your instinct. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. It's an instinct awakener. Wow. You use it for third eye work and you use it for throat work. In the throat chakra episode, we were talking about how related those are, especially because it's that bridge to your higher uh, awareness. The stone is a calming stone. Okay. It it does have that look of like a calm sky. And especially because most sodalite has a very thin, in places, like a thin white streak through it. Yeah, it does. It's pretty. So it, it looks like this beautiful blue sky with like one little cloud. So it represents calmness. It's a super, super mental stone. A lot of it is very cerebral. Yeah. It promotes creative thinking, obviously, because it's deep history with like artists and things like that. Calm thinking. And my favorite, my favorite, and this is why I wear my sodalite almost every day, it encourages rational thought. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Well, and that makes sense, too. It's going with your throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And your throat chakra contor- like controlled so much mm-hmm. of understand, like the confidence in being able to process things. Mm-hmm fine you know like you're just you're fine you're fine it takes these feelings of tension and fear and transforms them to a feeling of balance Mm -hmm. and and understanding and i think oftentimes rational thought is blocked like you were saying it's blocked by oh yeah those that fear one especially if you think about it like how we were talking how your throat chakra 
is the 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 interstate between your mm-hmm. body and your mind. So if you've been working on your solar plexus and your root chakra and building up your personal confidence, however, you've not like none of that is going to reach your brain, the parts to where you are constantly processing mm-hmm. and like putting this all together. So it's like, yeah, and awakening that throat chakra using sodalite and wearing it, it's going to open up that byway and let that confidence you've worked yeah. on go Shoot to up. your mind to where you can be like, no, no, yeah, this can be looked at this way. Exactly. You know, otherwise, yeah. you have an aggravated throat chakra and crown chakra mm-hmm. and all of this. And all the work you've done, you know, it's just you got to have it all. Yeah. It'll open up that literal bottlenecking yeah. of energy. So it helps you communicate with yourself in that case of promoting the, the rational thought. But it will also help you vocalize your unique points of view. Yeah. It helps you kind of identify what your truths are. Mm-hmm. Convey your unique self. Because mm-hmm. everyone's got that unique self. And it's going to help you find what makes you you. And especially if you're you're struggling finding yourself if you've lost your voice or if you don't know who you are you don't know what you believe or what your truths are it will help identify that in you uh and then once it helps you identify them this is cool someone said that it helps you see your truths as invincible oh which was very cool it's a therapeutic stone that instills acceptance so i think that ability to accept the things that you cannot change i think that's really super important and it's also super important in identifying who you are A lack of acceptance to things you can't change, whether it be situations or things about yourself. And I don't mean just don't try, you know, but if you have identified, hey, this is something I can't do anything about. A lot of the times there is that fear and that hesitance that lies there and kind of that's what drives the what keeps you from accepting it. Mm -hmm. So it all kind of comes full circle and, and works together. And I think that this stone has a really beautiful history expressive stone when you think about how the artists used to carry it and Mm -hmm. how it has influenced so much of art and how that ties into expressing your truths Mm -hmm. in a very physical manner but it is a very mental stone um which i i dig it's like it kind of gets into your head and it sorts you out yeah i love it i just love the little bastard that's all i had I'm really sorry if you guys at home have heard my stomach. It is talking as loud I'm as I so am. I'm so hungry. I want some oatmeal. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Maybe this makes me the worst, but I think Starbucks oatmeal is really good. I don't think any oatmeal from, like, any place, unless it's a sit-down, is good. Really? Yeah. I'm very particular. I'm that way with grits. Oh, me too. Yeah. Unless I'm at a diner, mm-hmm. I'm not getting grits. I'm not going to get your weird fucking grits. No, I'm going to get me some real goddamn mm-hmm. grits that have been made with care. Do you like um, sweet or savory? Both. I do too, but it depends. Yeah. If I'm like comfort fooding it, I like usually sweet. I want sweet, yeah. but I only want savory grits if I'm having shrimp and grits. I was going to say, have you ever had shrimp and grits? Shrimp and grits is one of my favorite foods of all oh time. Oh my God. And unless I'm having that, I want sweet grits. That's Ooh, the only time I go for savory. Baby. And if there are shrimp and grits anywhere on the vicinity, I will have them. I'm all up on them. It will be in my vicinity. Oh, they're great. I feel like we've never been more Southern. Than right now in this moment. (laughs) Talking about... About grits. I love them. You know, I... Like, it it took me aback the other day. I saw someone online say something about, like, are grits real? What? Or they were like, oh, do people actually eat grits? Is this a real thing? And I'm like, excuse me? You want to fight? (laughs) (laughs) Recipe for shrimp and grits down in the description. I'll do that. I'm going to find... I'm going to get my dad. Do it. 
I'm get him to do put it. his recipe on there. It it'll change your life if you've never had. Even if you don't like grits, I think it needs to be understood that shrimp and grits are mm. not even the same animal. Yeah, totally different deal. It's almost a mashed potato kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's 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 like they're still grits. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but they're full of cheese. Oh, and they're just some kind of like sauce. That I goes don't on know. It. Oh. But, oh, it's great. And let me just say now, don't let the name scare you off. Yeah, grits and is... shrimp. <laughs> but it the combination itself will change your life mm. let's stop this silly grit nonsense talk. slap it down let's take the grits off the stove as it were mm. and replace it with something even better let's roll that beautiful five-star review footage five-star review footage <laughs> you know just once again you guys we really appreciate these reviews coming in they absolutely it helps us get seen. It makes a big and, difference. Um, we could not thank you more for that. And that's why we like to, to read them a little bit and hope that we can pay you back in some small way. Because, like, I don't think, I don't know if anyone knows when they leave a review. I think they're just like, oh, hey, I'm going to say a nice thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know how much that helps us. It's, yeah, it's like when we get a review, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's shit. Hell yeah. So this one here is by one of the most beautiful names that I think we've had thus far. Copper Diem. Oh, neat. Copper Diem. That's really cool. And Copper Diem says, love this podcast. These chicks are fun to listen to and provide great info on a variety of cool topics. Four exclamation points. Oh, four. Four. So thank you so much, Copper Diem. Copper Diem. Macy, did you you know we had an email address? We have one email address. We have shot into the 21st century. I'm telling you, like a rocket. At WBAHpodcast.com. Maceawad. At gmail.com. What'd I say? Dot, dot com. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> mm, Instagram is at which bitch amateur hour. Come eat with us on Facebook. Mm, you could sit down dinner with us. <laughs> Come have a four course meal over on Facebook at which amateur hour. And if you felt like meandering to the Patreon. Macy, where can they meander? You can mosey on over to www.patreon.com forward slash WBAH podcast. That rhymes. It did on accident. That's nice. We have a beautiful little P. We have just the cutest little P.O. box you've ever seen. It's P.O. Box 865 Canton, Texas. P.O. Box. Best little P.O. Box in Texas. It is the best little P.O. We're taking that. And now they can sue us, too. <laughs> uh, 75103. Pearl Box 865. I will just have that stupid melody just in my head. Bean hole. Macy, oh, I if I have a chance to say bean hole, oh I'm going to say it. Oh my god. <laughs>